0: The following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome to church on a Wednesday. Hey, I hope you're doing great tonight. Thank you for inviting us into your home for worship and to grow together through God's word, man. I hope your week has been great. We've had some some crazy heat. It feels like summer is here. Maybe you've been in the pool with the family. I hope that I hope your week has been amazing. And I'm really excited, y'all, about what God's going to do in our time together uh, this evening. Hey, by the way, wasn't Sunday? just off the chart. It was so good to be back in the house, in our physical location, worshiping with our brothers and our sisters. Hey, wherever you're watching, in the comment box, why don't you just throw some some hands of, uh, you know, just some worship hands or some hands clapping. If you just enjoyed being in church on Sunday, and guess what? This upcoming Sunday is the same. We're going to be right back here in our physical location. We'll be online as well for those of you that might be at risk or for those of you that just aren't quite comfortable yet coming back to church. We understand that, and we're excited, though, about what God is doing in this house, Christian Life Austin, and I'm excited about what God's going to do tonight. Over the last several Wednesday nights, we have been in a series that we have entitled fresh faith, fresh faith. And, when, and in week one, we talked about amazing faith. And then last week, we talked about generational faith. And tonight, I want, I want to talk to you on this subject, faith in despair, faith in despair. And really, I, I want to talk to some people this evening who if you were honest with yourselves would say you know what i feel like i'm i'm just settling in life, that I've just kind of put it on cruise control and I've just accepted what comes my way. You're, you're just settling. And maybe at one point or another, you you believed God for some for some crazy things, and your faith was at an all-time high. You were you were excited, you were ready for, for a move of God in your life. Maybe, maybe you read the book, The Prayer of Jabez, and, and you wanted the Lord to enlarge your territory. Maybe that was a prayer that you have prayed multiple times. God bless me. And use me, use me to make a difference in my community and in my world. But life, life has happened. Life continues to happen, doesn't it? And, and a lot of, and really, not much has gone down in your life spiritually over that time. And so, what happens? It's human nature that you start to you start to settle. And you start not just to settle for, for physical things in life, but you start to settle spiritually as well. And, and since you haven't seen God do what you, you were expecting God to do, or maybe he hasn't done it in a long time, maybe, maybe now you, you've started to settle for the consolation prize, right? God, God just do something. God just do anything lord i don't even I'm, I don't even care about what I asked for before i just need I just need to know that you are out there and I have a feeling that some of us find ourselves in this very situation and so tonight's message is for every one of you that feel like that you have just you've begun to settle in your life and I, I don't know maybe maybe it's a, a young girl who you were really believing God to bring bring a man of God into your life that you could settle down with and you've been praying and you've been doing everything that you knew to do, right? Everything that you were taught about relationships and and making sure that your heart was right and God will bring the right person. Lord, just bring me a a six foot four tall man full of faith and on fire for God with handsome good looks, a potentially great daddy, all all for your glory, of course, Lord. But life hasn't worked out the way that we think, right? And and maybe if you find yourself in that situation, you've began to settle as well. Where where now it's no longer God send me a God Lord. I just want a man. A job is optional. I don't even have character and integrity. I just I just want somebody in my life to fill this void that I've been hoping for. And so the the situation plays out in so many different scenarios, but it's so true that if you and I are not careful, we will settle for something so much less than what God had in, in mind for you and I when he thought about us and when we were created. But God, I want this, but it's not happening in my world. And and I want to start a business. I've got all of these ideas. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to use my talents. This is going to be fantastic. But, but you've, you've transitioned into God. I just, I just want a job now. God, I just need, I need to just pay the bills. I, I, I need to be able to pay my rent. Like, like we start to, we've got these dreams and these goals and our faith is high, but over time, our faith has begun to wane and now we're, we're settling for so much less than what God had designed for you. And so tonight I want to talk to those of you who have lowered your expectations of what God can do in your life. Let me say that one more time. I wanna preach to somebody on this Wednesday night that may have lowered your expectations of what you believe God can still do in your life. And I'm about to to give you my entire message summed up in one sentence and and I'm just warning you at the very beginning of our time together tonight that you're gonna hear me say this sentence a whole lot, so you better get used to it tonight, buckle up. But here's what I want you to understand, are you ready? You have no idea, your mind cannot comprehend what God can produce through a single seed planted right in the middle of faith. You have no idea what your God can produce through a single seed planted in faith. And as we open God's word, I want to take you to a very familiar passage of scripture tonight. I want to talk to you about an older couple. Let me say it this way, a more seasoned couple from the Old Testament by the name of Abraham and sarah if you've if you've been around church for any length of time perhaps you'll know the story even if you haven't it's a pretty infamous passage so perhaps you're familiar with it but but they had a dream just like so many other couples that that they wanted to have children in their life but unfortunately abraham and sarah were unable to conceive and and when you want to have children and you can't Conceive. Perhaps some of you have been there. It it seems like everybody around you starts to get pregnant, right? It's it's what you know that they're getting pregnant. They're getting pregnant, but but we, it's just not happening in our world. We're doing everything that we know to do, and we can't get pregnant. We're going to the classes. We're designing our, our baby room, our nursery. Everybody else is getting pregnant, but Abraham and Sarah... Cannot. and you can imagine where they are in terms of their faith perhaps right if that were if you were in that situation I, I imagine that they would pretty they they would seem to be pretty devastated but but all of a sudden, and I love what God does god God speaks up and, and god, god begins to to talk to them and he challenges them really to to take this step of faith and it 's recorded. In Genesis chapter 12. And, and I'm going to tell you uh, what happened in Genesis 12. And then we're going to jump to Genesis 15. And, and it's pretty powerful what God would say in both of these passages of scripture. But but Genesis 12 would say this. He would remind them and let them know of a little secret. He says, listen, I am going to make you into a great nation. I'm going to make you into a great nation, and a little bit further, he would say, you are going to be the father of many nations. Can you imagine receiving this news as as Abraham and Sarah, unable to conceive, they're receiving the news that they are going to be this amazing nation, that Abraham, you are going to be the father of many nations, And, and they hear this, and I, I, I understand the word of God so much better when I try to put myself in that situation, right? I can really almost imagine and feel how they were in this moment. And they go, this is, this is the moment we've been waiting for. God said it right this is this if God said it he's talked to us then he's gonna do it it's gonna happen if he spoke the words we are going to be parents sweetheart this is gonna be amazing God God just challenged us and it's gonna be for us and so immediately what do they do Right, you, they do what you and I would do. They would they start picking baby names. <laughs> they're searching Instagram, all the hashtags to try to figure out what well, what are we going to name this sweet gift from God. Well, well, what if it's a boy? Do we have a boy name? Do we have a, our girl name? Or do we have? They start picking all of the themes for their nursery. They're they're reading every parenting book possible. They're planning their big Instagram reveal of the sex of the child. Right? How are we going to tell everybody? what god has blessed us with this is you have to imagine where they would be in this moment and then then the month comes to an end and we're not we're not pregnant it's okay baby guy God told us this is is no big deal. God's word is true. We're holding on to his word. Our faith is still high. He's just just giving us a a month to prepare, to soak it all in, the the beauty and the joy of what's coming in our life. Next month is going to be the month. It's going to be our month. Yeah, we're going to be good, babe. Another month goes by. Certainly, this, this, (laughs) this, this is our month a month goes by and we're not pregnant again two months okay okay god god's given us a little bit more time and then the third month and then the fourth month and fifth and sixth and Seventh and so on and so listen, I'm speaking to somebody this evening who has begun to lower your expectation of what God can do in your life. That you've gone week after week and month after month believing God to do something that you feel like He promised, but you have yet to see the results. I want your faith tonight. Come on, I want to I wanna instill in you some fresh faith for what God can do in your world. In Genesis chapter 12, God makes them a promise that you're going to be the father of many nations, but I want to jump to Genesis 15 and and read verse 1 with me, if you will. The Bible says this, sometime later, sometime later, the Lord speaks to Abraham, sometime later. The Lord speaks to Abraham. So in Genesis chapter 12, there's a promise. But in Genesis chapter 15, there's a sometime later. So we got a promise on one hand and a sometime later on the other hand. And we're not 100% sure of exactly how much time passed between the promise and the sometime later. But but we know it was at least one decade, and scholars will argue this point. But we know without question that there was at least a decade between Genesis 12 and Genesis 15. But I want to read the the remainder of this scripture in Genesis chapter 15. The Bible says this, sometime later... The Lord spoke to Abram in a vision, and he said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and I will reward you, and it will all be great. But Abraham replies, Oh, oh sovereign Lord, what good are all of your blessings when I don't even have a son? What what good is all of this that you're going to give me if I don't even have someone to give when I go what you have blessed me with? What good is all of this if I don't even have a son that you promised me? Sometime... Later, sometime later, a decade or more has passed of, of what, what seems and appears to be of unfulfilled promises and, and unrealized expectations, month after month of disappointment, at least 120 months worth of disappointments. Where are you, God? What are you up to, God? I'm not sure what's happening. I know I have a promise, but it is yet to be fulfilled. Why aren't you doing what I thought you were going to do when I thought you were going to do it? And some of you, some of us, We have our very own version of this exact story. God, where are you? Did I hear you right? Was it you speaking or was it just me? God, did you forget about me? God, hey, it's me. It's Brad down here. Do you still remember me? Come on, I wonder if anybody knows what I'm talking about this evening. But you see, from Abraham's point of view, nothing was happening. Nothing was moving. Nothing was shaking. Instead of being a father of many nations, in essence, I'm gonna lower my expectations. I'm not worried about many nations. You know, no, 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 just give me a son, God. That that just one son. The, I, the father of me. Yeah, that sounds great. But I need just one son. That that's all. That's all I want, God. Can I remind somebody on a Wednesday night that you have no idea what your God may produce through a single seed planted in faith. And I wanna encourage you tonight that your God Your God, when you have lowered your expectation that there is a God who loves you, who hasn't forgotten about you, who still knows you by name, even though you've lowered your expectation, I've got good news for somebody tonight. He still sees you. He still cares about you. He loves you beyond what you can begin to comprehend. And isn't it true that when it comes to to faith, when it comes to life, even if you will, when it comes to the blessings of God, that is, as, as human beings, we, we tend to, to measure faith in, in addition. Let me say it that way. We tend to think of faith uh, in the addition process. We think God add to my life, but, But that's not the way that the God that we worship thinks. God doesn't think in addition. The one that you worshiped just a few moments ago, he's the God that thinks in multiplication. He's not so much interested in adding small, no, 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 no. God works in big ways. God works in multiplication. Not addition. That's the way that you and I operate. That's the way that that we allow our faith to be limited and our expectations of God to be lowered. Think about it. Go all the way back to the Garden of Eden. What did God say to Adam and Eve? He said, Be fruitful and multiply. Some of y'all with a lot of kids, you're taking the word of the Lord to heart. You're being fruitful and you're multiplying. That's the way that our God works. And think about Matthew chapter four. Jesus said that a sower went out to sow some seed and some some didn't produce a single return. Some seeds produced uh, 30 times greater harvest, some 60 times greater, some 100 times greater than what was sown. A single seed planted had a multiplying return of a hundred fold from one seed that was planted in the ground. Come on, that's the kind of God that you and I serve. That's the kind of God that we worship, a God that chooses to multiply. I know that you may not be able to see it. I, may, you, I know that you and I may not understand when it's going to happen, but that's the way that he works. He's working. I don't know what it is that you've been praying for and it appears that nothing has been moving, that nothing has been shaking. I know that you've believing that God is gonna do something big, that, that God, you hear my prayer. Lord, I know that I believe, I want you to hear the cry of my heart. I know you've been believing that God was gonna bring a miracle and bring reconciliation in your family. You thought it was gonna happen years ago, but God's working in ways that you can't begin to comprehend. God, where are you? God, I don't see any movement. I don't see anything shaking. God, where? Where are you? And just as the seed planted in the ground, listen, you don't see anything that's happening underneath the soil. Your vision is limited to your perspective, to what you can see above the ground. And just like that seed, it may not look like anything's happening above ground level, but can I remind somebody on this Wednesday that you have no idea what your God may produce through a single seed planted in faith? See what we fail to recognize, church. Listen closely. This is this is so powerful. What we fail to recognize is that even though you don't see the growth and the production that you want to see, that, that God is still sending the sun to shine, that God is still watering the seed that has been planted. And just because you haven't seen anything break through the surface, doesn't mean that God is sitting back on His heavenly, in His heavenly throne, just saying, Well, I don't think I'm gonna do anything. Thing for them. No, no, no. God is working for you even though you can't see it and you can't understand it. He is working for you. Long before you ever see the fruit. There's got to be a root. Long before you can see fruit produced, there is a root underground that is taking shape and taking heart. There's a foundation being formed that can handle all the fruit that is about to be produced in your life. Come on, I wonder if anybody has faith enough to believe that God is who he says he is. Man, y'all are getting me fired up on a Wednesday night. Wow, wow. Abraham had the same problem that many of us have from time to time. He had, he had a very limited perspective. Where was Abraham? Where, where was he during all of this? He was in a, a tent. He had a limited perspective because he was in a tent telling God what he couldn't see. Well, yeah, you're in a tent, Abraham. Get out of the tent and see what God can do. And in verse 5 of Genesis 15, the Bible says this, then the Lord took Abram outside. The Lord took Abram outside. I would love to have been a fly on the wall in that moment. Abram's telling God everything that he can't see, and God says, hey, Abram, hey, Bob, hey, come here. You're in a tent. Just 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 walk out here with me. And, and Abram, here's what I want you, I, I want you to do is I want you to get outside your limited perspective. I want to take you outside of your unmet expectations. Abraham, I, I'm gonna bring you outside and watch what the Word of the Lord says. Abraham, now, now that you're out of your limited perspective, I want you to look up into the sky. And I want you to begin to try and count the stars if you can. Good luck counting all the stars in the sky. Abram, guess what? That's how many descendants you're going to have. But God, you haven't even given me a son. And the Lord takes him outside and he says, count the stars, Abram. Count the star, can, can you, you, you get lost after a hundred? Did I count that? Look how many there are. That's how many descendants you are going to have. And Abraham, no doubt, is stunned. Abraham, no doubt, is shaken. Perhaps he's even in awe and, and shaken to silence of the understanding of what God is talking to him about. And so what is Abraham's response what, is, what does Abraham do? I, I don't know, but but I can imagine being in this situation and coming to the realization of what God is really telling me, that I've been limited in my perspective, that my, my faith has grown grown stale and I'm in need of some fresh faith in my life. Can you imagine, I don't know if he fell down and worshiped him, maybe he was crying out. I don't know what that looked like, but I can imagine that this was a, a holy moment, a reverent moment where, where the light Came on for Abram. God, I was I was thinking of a son. That's what I just I just wanted one son, and the whole time while I was thinking of a son, you had in mind a whole nation. Wow. God, your ways are bigger than mine. Your thoughts are bigger than mine. I'm so sorry for my lower expectations. Faith and despair. For those of you under the sound of my voice, I want you to understand today that if you are a a follower of Jesus and you understand that when you see the stars in the sky, guess what, that those will be your descendants. And and what I, I hope that you understand is that you are one of those stars. You and I are a seed of Abraham. There's a Bible verse that tells us Galatians 3 and 29. says, if you belong to Christ, you are Abraham's seed. And if you need a little bit more clarification, let me hit you with this. Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham. I know my voice is so good. I am one of them, and so are you. You and I are one of those stars. We are the descendants of Abraham. Abraham was thinking of a son, but God, this is so powerful. God was also thinking of you all those years, thousands of years later through history. Can I tell you, you never measure God's unlimited power by your limited perspective. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody tonight who's begun to lower your expectations of what you think God can do in your world. One seed, one prayer can change a family that can change a generation that can change God knows what. I'm talking to somebody whose faith has grown, grown stale over time because you haven't seen it the way that you had built it up in your mind. Somebody who's lowered your expectation of God. And I'm not far from finishing, but I wanna, I wanna take you to Galatians chapter nine for just a moment. Galatians chapter six, excuse me, verse nine. The Bible would say it this way, do not grow weary, What? and doing good for you. Yeah, you will reap a harvest. How do you reap a harvest? You sow a seed. How do you reap a you? You have to sow a seed before you can reap a harvest. But Pastor Brad, I don't, I don't have a lot of faith. I've been beat down in life. It hasn't gone the way that I've anticipated. I haven't seen God do the work that I thought he was going to do. My faith is so small right now. In fact, my faith is in despair. So how, how much faith do I need to see a miracle come to pass in my life from the God of creation. How, how much faith do I need to have? Let me let me tell you exactly how much faith that you need to have in your world to see a miracle from heaven according to Jesus. <laughs> faith the size of a mustard. What? Yeah, yeah, you know it. Faith the size of a, a mustard seed can move mountains. seed, just the, the smallest seed of faith. Somebody needs to not just hear this tonight, but somebody needs to internalize this and believe it, that our God is working, that our God is for you, that he's moving. And I know that you may not have the most massive amount of faith right now, but do you have? Just can you just muster up a little seed of faith because you have no idea what God just might produce through a single seed planted in faith. If you've started to lower your expectations of the God of this universe. Understand this, listen, that the promises of God are yes and amen. The promises of God are true, that God's word is still alive today, and it's just as alive today as it was when you received that word, that thing that you've been holding on to, that his word is present with us, that he is is with us every moment of every day. We serve a God. And I'm preaching to a church that understands this, that can do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. And so as the church, it's time that we stop limiting our perspective of what God can do. And it's time that our our faith is revitalized and we say, God, give me some fresh faith tonight. I'm so sorry that I've allowed my faith to grow stale over time. But Lord, I I want it to be rejuvenated tonight. My faith in you. Come on, we're going to allow our faith to be expanded. We're going to allow our faith to stretch. We're going to start believing God again for some crazy things, some things that don't even make sense, some things that people, if you were to tell them you're believing God for, they would look at you and say, my goodness, what in the world has gotten into you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of stuff that I'm preaching about tonight. Come on, that your faith would be expanded, that you would start believing and taking God at his word again, because you have no idea what God may produce through a single seed planted in faith. So I want to pray for you tonight. I want to pray for you that, that you would have the courage to take God at his word that when you when you can't see it, when you don't understand it, when you don't understand his timing, that you will begin to realize that he has still allowed the sun to shine on a seed that was planted, that he still allows the rain to fall on the seed that has been planted in your life. And that underneath the surface, underneath your perspective, there's something that is taking hold. There's some roots that are being formed that are creating the very foundation that can sustain all the fruit that is about to be revealed in your world. Come on, I believe it for you, but I wonder if anybody in their house, anybody at their kitchen table or on their couch, if you have faith enough to believe it tonight, God is who he says he is. Maybe in your homes, you would have just a reverent moment with me. Maybe if you're seated on your couch, I wonder what it would look like if you if you turned and you just kneeled at your couch or maybe maybe you want to stand and throw your hands in the, I don't know what that looks like for you But I want to pray right now that God would increase your faith But guess what he hears he hears my prayer just like he hears your prayer and as I begin to pray I wonder if you can muster up <laughs> a little bit of your own faith a few of your own words from not not from right here i don't need you to work something up i just need you to open up from your heart and begin to tell him how you feel begin to tell him what's on your heart and come on when you get honest and you get transparent before him you're going to start seeing your faith is going to start increasing it's just the way that it works and so lord right now god i'm so grateful for our time together i thank you I thank you for giving us a fresh faith, that when our faith has grown stale, that you come in and you shake some things up, that you change our limited perspective, that our hearts are moldable again, that our minds are willing and able to receive what you're doing, even though it doesn't look like we had built it up in our mind, God, but you are still working. And I pray right now, I pray for crazy faith. I pray for for faith that is so big and so bold that it would blow the minds of family members if they were to begin to understand. I pray for faith to start that business, faith to rekindle that relationship, faith to do something amazing in this world and in our lives. And God, we need you. And I'm grateful for the hope that we have. Thank you. Thank you for fresh faith tonight. Bless us in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Hey, thank you for being with us in church. We're so glad that you've allowed us into your home. Hey, we'll see you Sunday, maybe in the house or online. God bless you. We'll see you soon.